Hi, I'm Dr. Tom Ray, a John Maxwell Certified Leadership Coach. Welcome to Life, Love, and Leadership, where we discuss everything pertaining to life, love, and leadership. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to Life, Love, and Leadership by The Real Leadership Company. I'm Tom Ray, and joining with me on the line is another beautiful couple, Jamal and Valerie Maxim. Uh, can you guys say hello today? Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. It's great to see you. Uh, they, they are a blast from the past for me. Uh, we've known each other for a very long time, and we'll get more into that in just a little bit. But I like to kick off every show with an attitude of gratitude. And, and so today, I'm thankful for my little doggie. <laughs> I have a lot to be thankful for, but today's uh, the doggy uh, Jingle is her name, and uh, she just brings such joy to my life. And uh, I'm watching her now. My wife's uh, gone off to Florida for a week without me, and you know, and so uh, Jingle is keeping me company. So I appreciate her, and so thank God for her. Uh, Valerie, uh, can you go first and tell us what you're thankful for today? Yeah, I. I am just grateful for the season that I'm in at this point and what God is doing in my life. I'm seeing things manifest, um, doors open. And so I'm just really thankful for that. Awesome. Great. What about you, Jamal? I, I would say for me, this season of my life, I am most grateful for the tangible presence of Holy Spirit. And I'm not trying oh. to sound all deeper or anything, but the season I'm in, and walking by faith and executing what God is telling me to walk, to do, I really have an increased dependence, not just upon him, but on his tangible presence. Because uh, that, that full-time business on the life, it gets real. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, Amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Thank you for sharing. That's wonderful. And and if any of you have an attitude of gratitude, I'd like to hear about it. Uh, you can email it to me at tom at realleadershipcompany.com, tom at realleadershipcompany.com. Uh, and, uh, and we'd love to hear from you. So uh, here we are. This is a beautiful day because I get to hang with friends today and, and connect with you both. Uh, let's just uh, talk about how we met first and, and go into that. Can we do that first? Yeah. Sure. What are your memories about that? I think, uh, well, I knew you before, Jamal, because we both we all attended Word of Life and uh, you were the musician. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now, I was not a member immediately of the praise team, uh, but I became a member. But, of course, I always saw you up there playing. Um, and then, of course, got more familiar with you as I joined the praise team. And that was yeah. over 20 years ago. <laughs> we were A little young. while. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're still young. Yes. <laughs> what about you, Jamal? Yeah, it was at Word of Life. I um met Val, then started attending Word of Life and met, met you there as the as a musician and minister of music. And then um gradually started playing, start playing alongside you, then started spending time with you when you started teaching me how to play more and, and help mm -hmm. me increase my skill set. And I would say you were the first one that I heard 
play prophetically in flow um, in the Holy Spirit. And I remember certain times when we would get to that place and we would, you know, go there with the music. I remember there would be times where Holy Spirit would tell me to stop playing. And in my mind, I'd be like, well, what do you mean? This is getting good. But <laughs> during those moments, there was an impartation happening. And so that um, when you transitioned on, I was able to really just hone in and step into that place. And I continue to play that way now, you know, and I, and I attribute that to our times together and me just wow. learning from you and drawing from you and your gift. Wow. Thank you for that. I, I, it's a blessing to hear that. Thank you for sharing. And uh, it, it was also a blessing to be a part of what uh, God was doing, um, both at the Word of Life and what he was doing with the both of you. And the Word of Life, by the way, is uh, pastors uh, Michael and Shirley Joyce. And uh, they're, they're like uh, second parents to my wife and I, and we just adore them to pieces. Um, but they connected us, you know, and uh, I was glad to be there to help uh, set the stage, if you will, no pun intended, for yeah. uh, <laughs> both uh, you, you, both of you and, and Jamal and to be an inspiration in your life to, to uh, help you uh, to leave a word of life in good hands. Uh, to uh, be able to play and, and play prophetically and, and just to, to be what uh, the church needed for that season. Uh, so where are the both of you right now? He relocated us to Cincinnati, and I call it the city of God. And so um, <laughs> it's a very interesting story as how God got us down here. But because, um, you know, for me, I was, we both, we were locked in at Word of Life. And if God would have told me, we were, it was time for us to move out of, out of been rebuking the devil and everything else. <laughs> and so, um, cause things were going good ministry wise there. And so, but God had a different plan and he orchestrated for us to get down here, um, to Cincinnati to really, um, expand our revelation on kingdom, but also put us on assignment and really had us on, have us on this track of, demonstrating the kingdom of God in the workplace, in the marketplace. And us moving here kind of was the springboard for all of those things. And and so what did you move there for exactly? Well, initially it was a it was a job. It was um because Val was teaching at the time mm -hmm. and she had the interest of stepping out of the classroom and pursuing leadership. I was teaching at the time as a building substitute and had just earned my teaching license. And that was part of the thing. I was like, God, I'm not moving to another state to be somebody's building substitute. I was like, I know this is a season for me to get my own classroom. And so I wasn't fleecing him or anything, but I was like, if I don't have a classroom, I know we ain't going, we ain't doing it. So that was invited to come see the school down here um, because the principal we were serving under was mm -hmm. actually sent to Cincinnati to train and develop the principal at a school here in Cincy that needed to be turned around. And mm -hmm. so he offered Val the position before she even saw the school. Val was like, okay. And then he was like, wait, well, let's go see the school first. And so me being the guy I am, I was like, I'm not gonna let you drive to Cincinnati by yourself and we've never been there or ain't, don't know anybody. So I was a designated driver, drove her down. <laughs> she walked around the school 
and they had me tag along too, but I wasn't dressed for the occasion because I was simply the designated driver. I thought I was going to wait in the car. Walked around the school, saw the school. At the end of it, Val mentions that she was like, hey, my husband just got his teaching license in for technology. You know of any schools hiring? And they were like, we are. And so right then they pulled me into the office, interviewed me, and every question I answered, and you could tell this was a God moment because every question they asked me after I answered it, the principal that we worked with in Michigan, he had pictures of it. And I'm like, I didn't even realize he took that many pictures. So everything I said, he was pulling out his phones like, yep, here's Jamal when they did this. Here's Jamal when they did that. Wow. And so right after that, you know, they gave me the offer, gave Val the offer, and we were like, okay, this this must be God. And so, um, so we were obedient. Wow. Anything you want to add to yeah. that? And um, his name was John Brillhart. He's in heaven now. He's a mm-hmm. believe. He was a believer, and um, he was just so cool. He was like that grandfather type dude, and he was just so mellow, you know. And uh, it was just so cool of him to bring me along. And, you know, now we go to John Stevenson's church, Pastor John. And so I know you know him. So and that's just an amazing story of how that happened, too. But, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That, that connection was was deep as well, because um, as Tom you know, knows John. too. Yeah. You know, Tom he used to come to Pontiac and speak and he was trained. Um, Bishop Robert Joyce's um, Mm -hmm. worship team. And, you know, so we met him initially or I met him initially through them just practicing at Word of Life. I had to unlock the door for him and turn on his sound equipment. And that was the first time I met him. And we got down here. I'm at work. And it's like our second day of work. I'm walking down the hallway. Another gentleman who's a good friend of mine now named Kelwin. He walks down the hall singing Jehovah Reigns. And you know, you know that's the song we did at Word of Life that yeah. John W. Stevenson wrote. And so I was like, yeah, I know that song. And he was like, my pastor wrote it. I was like, your pastor didn't write that. John W. Stevenson wrote that. And he was like, that's my pastor. And I was like, <laughs> really? And so that caused us to get into some conversation. And then we came and visited and we tried to do the mature thing and and visit other churches and, you know, because we were connected with Word of Faith, we called them and they didn't have any networking churches. They told us to call Rama. we called them. They had a few Rama students who had churches. And so we visited, but didn't get the sense that those were the places for us. And so, you know, we really, you know, we kept in between visiting these other ones, we kept going back to um, Ayers Covenant Church, which is the name of the fellowship and we just we just sensed this is where we need to be and so uh one sunday that was like i'm joining and i'm like man can we talk about it (laughs) so she was ready to join before i was but i remember just the tangible presence just you know sitting in there in the in the sanctuary i remember one sunday i couldn't stop crying i was crying the entire service i was just like oh <laughs> the presence of God was so heavy, and so um, so we recognized that was where we need to be, and so we uh, mm-hmm. we joined and um, been there ever since. And ever since, since two thousand 
10. Hmm. Mm -hmm. A little longer than 2010. Well, 09 then, it would be 09. That's wonderful. And and uh, real quick, what, what do you do? You do anything there in the ministry, it, with the church? That is. Yeah, you want to go first, Bath. Um, I'm a teacher there. Um, I sing sometimes, and not just help out where needed. I do like the live stream things like that, and just wherever I'm needed. Yeah, great. Kind of like no different than Word of Life. You know? she, she's also on a prophetic team. So, yeah, yeah. She's considered to be one of the on the pastoral team as well. Mm -hmm. For me, awesome. I started out as I guess I still am Man. the the backup musician because when I came, there was a, a lead musician already on the keys, and you know, um, Apostle John plays as well. And so, but lately, I've been I've been playing, and so I play and play with Apostle John and play when he's not there. Now I serve as um, executive pastor. So I speak once a month and, um, and basically I everything do else, <laughs> I do a lot of uh, business type stuff. I put systems in place and I make sure the website is updated, manage the social media, um, do the live stream, edit the audio. Um, I handle a lot of the business you know, interactions, because um, we recently purchased a building that we call an embassy and we lease it out to other businesses. And and so dealing with, I'm like the liaison with the tenants and that kind of thing. So, so since we're talking about years, how many years have you both been married? I think this will be the 25th year. Is that what I put on there? 24, but 25 in October. Yeah. So, awesome. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the silver silver anniversary is coming up. Yeah. 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 It's it's um it's gotten better. You know, if I could take a moment to say it just to yeah. two people who may be listening. Um yeah. you know, back in the daytime, and I know you can remember this because the, the church has gone through phases. So remember, we had like everybody was a an, an evangelist, or everybody was the, it was like pockets for a minute. And so, um, I know you remember the name it and claim it phase that we had in the church. And I think that um, what I want to encourage people, women and men, uh, we were taught that as well. You know, you just name it and you claim it, and then believe God for it. But also there are some natural things that come along with that. And so I don't know how much you do with marriage ministry and all that, um, Tom, but it's not enough just for both of you to be, to love the Lord. <laughs> so, you know, you have to have your issues worked out and things like that. And so I said that to say that when we got married, I didn't have my issues worked out. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so um, it was a first, it was a rough, probably decade for us before God wow. really healed me and just brought, you know, um, me to a place of wholeness and healing. And then, um, the challenge with that is that in that process, Jamal was damaged and hurt. So mm -hmm. then after I got healed, then he had to go through the cycle of being healed from, you know, me being in a place that I was. So I would just encourage everybody. Yes. It's been 20, almost 25 years, 
And if you're thinking about getting married, just make sure you have not just the spiritual, but the natural dynamic too in place because you want two whole and healthy people getting together. <laughs> so yeah, thank you for letting me share that. Yeah, that's good. Jamal? I was gonna say, yeah, because when you have um, soul issues, you have to, and and that's I would I would go there more than the natural dynamic, because I mean you can kiss and hug and do the marriage dance and do all those things, but once that's done, you still have mm -hmm. to work out what's in your soul. Yes. And if you have um, deep seated soul issues, it's going to come out, and it's going to come out on the people or the person that's there your spouse and so in that situation i don't believe i was hurt as much as i could have been because of my posture um and my discipline of study and staying in the presence of god and and really trying to preserve and protect and guard my heart but there there was a little bit of stuff that i had to deal with because when you spend for me and i was thinking about this earlier today when you spend decades of warfare in terms of spiritual warfare and dealing with soul stuff i mean it kind of puts you on alert all the time you know because during that time of dealing with the cycles of challenges that kept coming now part of it was healing that um that Val had to deal with but also too part of it was a spiritual attack just being real there was a spirit that would come and try to pervert and take advantage of the 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 wounded areas in her as well as the issues in me to try to magnify that situation and then at the same time you know you remember my daughter i was dealing with challenges with her mom and and her stepdad and so it was like it was i felt like david for a minute where i was constantly at war and so mm. So when you're dealing with that and you're fighting a good fight of faith with decreeing, declaring, staying in the presence of God, declaring the word, keeping yourself full, you know, it, there comes a point when you just get exhausted. And then mm -hmm. there comes a point when you have to be refreshed and, and you have to deal with yourself to make sure that you're not tainted, like you're waiting on something to happen because you've been in this constant um battle it's almost like people in the army when they get out of war it's almost like that that, that um that thing PTSD. where they hear loud noise and they're like what, what what's that you know what i'm saying and so mm -hmm. it's one of those things where you have to get used to what peace real peace looks like because you recognize in between those battles it really wasn't peace it was just a a um pausing of the attack which is totally different and so so I would say that. So people that are that are married and dealing with challenges, you yes. got to deal with the spiritual as well as the soul. You can't yes. you can't ignore one for the other. You can't say, oh, this is a soul issue, but ignore the spirit. And you can't say, oh, it's a demon and ignore the fact that there are some deep seated things that just need to be uprooted. But then something else has to be planted to replace it. And then at the same time, you have to focus on preserving your own heart and perspective all simultaneously in order to, to walk through those things. That's if you're challenged. And if you're not, just recognize the scripture says that those who are 
um, capable of handling the largeness of marriage should get married. And that's from the message translation. So you have to really ask God, this chick is fine. I love her, but am I ready? <laughs> Just for real. Right. And if I'm not, get me ready. Yes. Just because, you know, because some people get married because they want to rush to have sex and they don't want to sin. They just they need to ask God to help them with their with that passion Flesh. And prepare mm-hmm. themselves. Because once you in, you in. And it's like having kids. You you'll mature real quick, you know, with a spouse and you have to be ready. You have to be ready for the process of becoming one, not just in body, because we all are ready for that. But the process of becoming one in our soul and spirits, and you have two different perspectives, two different, two different experiences that you're becoming one in, and you're trying mm-hmm. to get yourselves in alignment, not just with each other, but with your purposes and destiny. And so, because mm-hmm. what you when you say yes to that person, you say right. yes to their destiny, and, to yes. their calling, to their gifting, and yes. to the process that God would take them through to walk out that purpose and destiny. So you mm-hmm. said yes to a whole bunch of stuff, and you got to be prepared for it. And sometimes you think you ain't realize it because it didn't appear like your spouse or potential spouse had baggage. They didn't. They might not have had baggage, but they definitely had luggage. And so. <laughs> So let me start there. <laughs> but uh, I just really feel like if it's okay, Tom, I don't know the yeah. direction. I hope we're not taking you off your foot. No, plan, let's go. I, I really feel like we should pray um, for those who are married right now and maybe experiencing difficulty and those who want to get married and they've been asking God for a spouse. Um, is it okay if we do that now or you want to do that at the end? Absolutely. Go ahead. Go ahead. Father, we just thank you for this time. We know that you are a strategist. You do nothing by chance. Everything that you do has a purpose, a meaning, and an outcome. And this is one of those times where this meeting was predestined in eternity past. And so I thank you that we get the opportunity to pray for those who may be experiencing difficulty in their marriage. As Jamal and I have come out on the other side and we're the better for it, I pray the same supernatural strength that you gave him on the individuals who may be the ones that are experiencing the, the the backlash of the enemy, the hurts and wounds of their spouse, um, the pulling apart. But I thank you that they're able to stand. I even pray for a refreshing and oh, I God. pray for a renewal of mind, God, even in their will, their emotions, their mind, their spirit. I thank you that they will not be overtaken by the enemy. I pray for those seeking to be married. I thank you that you are maturing them, Father, and you're going to have them around mature people who can help guide them give them instruction so that they will know how to move and what to do. I thank you that no one, God, under the sound of my voice will be a victim of the enemy, but they will take their rightful position in victory. And we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. Uh, That prayer was loaded. That, that that was good, and I'm I'm sure it's going to bless a lot of people. And and uh, you know that that wasn't the, the trajectory per se for this this show today, but uh, you know this this just worked out this way. You're just talking about it, and thank you for being transparent and, and sharing with us. You know your your hurts and uh, and your your battle 
uh, and perhaps the battle scars, if you will, uh, going through this. You know, this 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 deal with marriage is is no joke. I mean, we're, we're when, when we come together, we're we're making covenant, yeah. and uh, and sometimes the enemy, whether it be the enemy of our past or the enemy, the devil right we don't like to talk about uh tries to come in and rip that covenant and destroy that and and so uh it's important that we hey that we're ready that we go into battle for one another and with one another and that we don't forget that we're all both on the same team and sometimes we forget that in the relationship and um and, and yes i am a uh proponent of marriage i i am very passionate about marriage i wrote a book about marriage and 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 uh so i'm very passionate about marriage and i want to see uh marriages thrive and not just two people living under the same roof Mm -hmm. but uh but enjoying one another i i gotta tell you and i'm I'm, i probably share almost every podcast how, how madly in love I am with my my wife and we're going on 31 years this year Ooh. and um, and so uh, we've not been without pain and and valleys and you know there's mountaintops but there's valleys too and we've experienced that together and we've just we've just been committed to one another to be in the trenches together um, I, a friend of mine, when he says that they're um, kind of arguing with one another, they, they white knuckle it. They hold each other's hands really tight and and go at it and talk to each other and work their problems through. I don't know if that's the remedy for people, but maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe it is. Uh, but uh, but just finding a way to to fight through it rather than uh, just ignoring the problem, hoping that it will go away. Uh, I think Jamal, you hit the nail right on the head on that because if we're if we're dealing with one part but ignoring the other or over spiritualizing this other part, we're going to miss. And the yeah. enemy uses anything he can to come in and draw a wedge between us in our relationship. So that's some good stuff. So I want to dive into what you have going on in your life right now in regards to uh, business or ministry or, or otherwise. Uh, so Valerie, why don't we start with you? What's going okay. on with you? So as a result of a little bit of what you heard about what we went through, um, God took me off work for a year. And for that entire year, I was on my face before God getting healed. And so, but as I was coming out of it, Apostle John said, um, two people said, matter of fact, but Apostle John was one of them. And he said to Jamal, has Valerie ever considered counseling? And so, of course, when you hear that, the, you know, the flesh part of me was like, counseling, I'm not crazy. You know, like, because I know I have a battle going on. I know I have these cycles, but I know I'm not crazy, right? So, um, but when he said that, it pushed me even more to get before God to find out what was happening and why these things are happening. So fast forward, I come out and I have this new passion now for women specifically being healed, healthy, and whole, which took me the path of becoming a clinical psychologist. So, um, in May, I'll be Dr. Valerie Maxim. But my focus is, thank you, is mind-body connection and how um, 
trauma lives, you know, we know and understand that when God says renew your mind, that that was a spiritual principle, but they have a scientific application for it. So they can explain it scientifically, even though God told us to do it, right? So, so I always say that um, the Bible informs science and science proves the Bible. So they go <laughs> hand in hand. And so when God said, renew your mind, uh, the brain can change, as we know, or we know that the brain can change. And um, they can even do like x-rays and things like that. And if you have traumatic experiences and memories, they can see that as a dark mm. spot in your brain, but you can renew your mind. And so going through all of that and knowing what the word says and knowing what science says and, allow, and allowing Holy Spirit to give me revelation, um, I, I jumped into that. And so now I'm also opening a spa and the spa is going to be the natural part. But um, of course, we uh, just dedicated the, the building, the space to, you know, Apostle John just came and prayed in it this past Sunday wow. and a few of the leaders because I didn't want to lay one brick paint stroke without first dedicating this thing to God. And my declaration is always for my business in earth as it is in heaven. So I mm. just, I just told dad that whatever the atmosphere is in heaven, I want that to rest in my business and people will come in experiences the service, the services and hopefully get divinely healed or have clarity of thought or have some peace. And so I'm just excited about that. So I'm working on opening the spa, going through all the permits and all that good Great. stuff. Great. Congratulations. Was this a, a dream? No, it came about as I walked through healing and coming out of all that stuff and just talking to God and knowing what he wants and understanding, you know, this is, you know, how the Bible talks about, that we were healed and we are healed. We know that, right? But just understanding based on that scripture and knowing that 95% of illnesses are stress-related. The other 5% are diet, um, DNA, and, and the environment. So you only have 5% that's out of your control. But even then, we as believers have authority over that 5% too. So just knowing that when I talk to a person Whatever the symptoms are in their body can be eradicated by just doing some simple tweaks and, you know, being mindful of ourselves and just decompressing. This it all came about through that process. Awesome. Real quick, while you're on that point, how can someone get in touch with you in regards to that? So they can uh, go to the website. I'm going to give you the short one. It's TranquilHotTubs.com, and there's a form that they fill out, and it automatically comes to me. So TranquilHotTubs.com. So is, is this going to be a uh, is this a place where they can get in a hot tub kind of deal? Absolutely. Uh, obviously in the name? Yes. Great. Mm -hmm. Yep. Great. Hot tubs. So, so it's, it's mind and body? Uh, right now, it's just body. No mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Let me take that back. I can, I have space to coach online. You know, the, the space is not big enough for me to have everything. So any coaching I would do would be online, but yes. Um, but within the facility is just, uh, you know, body stuff. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. That's mm -hmm. fun. Great. Thanks for sharing. Uh, Jamal, what about you? What's going on in your camp? Yeah. So for me, um, I'm just focused on igniting leaders. I've been on this track from 
you know, from I moved from teaching to school leadership and just by the hand of God moved from school leadership into what I'm doing now, just really helping those new leaders and those aspiring leaders really learn leadership because I found it in the school leadership space. There isn't a lot of talk or a lot of development about leadership skills. You know, they just focus on curriculum, instruction, how to deal with parents. And they don't really talk about leadership. And so, you know, I've been on this assignment to help them learn how to lead. And God has um, given me a unique perspective. Um, you know, you know, you we both study John Maxwell stuff. And so yeah. um, and one of the things God did, though, is he gave me a unique perspective. In addition to what I learned by studying John Maxwell's material. And so what I do is I focus on what he gave me is called hope-based leadership, which Mm. is there's a whole psychology of hope and talks about how when people are more hopeful, they're generally more happy, their productivity rises. Um, And students, students that have hope, they produce at a greater level. And so God gave me this, this thing about how to allow people to lead from a place of hope, which includes being strategic. And so it's not just having a positive expectation, but it's setting strategy, executing that strategy. And then we know because we're kingdom people, you align your words with your strategy and your expectation and then you execute. And so and so that's what I do. Um, I have a business. It's real simple. Jamal Maxim LLC. And um, and we that's what I've been doing, just really speaking in this education space about leadership leading from a place of hope and just um god gave me that word too about igniting i used to try to inspire and equip but in this season god god was telling me we need to i need to ignite to really spark something that's going to be a flame that continues to burn and then becomes all consuming and so Hmm. and that's so that's what i'm doing um yeah that's great and so how can people get in touch with you yeah, they can go to my website, jamalmaxim.org. <laughs> I keep it simple. And I'm on all the social media platforms except for TikTok right now um, my, at Jamal Maxim. And, you know, every week, I'm especially on Clubhouse. I do a lot of speaking on the Clubhouse audio app as well as on Facebook and YouTube. And so um, that's how people can connect. Awesome. So if you had uh, teachers on board with you right now, uh, what would you say to them to connect them with what you're doing? Well, I would tell them that right now is their time to be an igniter, that the solutions that that are happening, the problems that are happening in schools with teachers quitting, principals quitting, superintendents quitting, some of that is of God because they're being reassigned. Some of it is people getting out of their getting out of place prematurely. But either way, there's opportunity for them to step into their rightful place. And it's a lot of people have talked about the problems with education and how the system is broken. Right now is the opportunity not to repair, but build an education system that benefits educators as well as students. And so I would tell them, what are you waiting on? Now is your time to step into your destiny and hmm. solutions are waiting on you to step into them. And so what you waiting on, let's go. 
Come on. What you're waiting on, let's go. That's your tagline. <laughs> what you're waiting on, let's go. That's it. I love it. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> what are you both passionate about? I, I, maybe you already shared that, but what are you both passionate about? I, I'm passionate about um, not, I, I really am called to women. I know that, but I am passionate about people living fully, living life fully in every aspect that's spiritually and naturally and experiencing the kingdom of God full out. There is so much that we don't even know that if you, I mean, you put a hundred of us in a room and I guarantee there's different, different levels of experience in the spiritual realm, but also that's the same thing in the natural realm. You mentioned um, your passion, Tom, with relationships is that people thrive in relationships and there is a, there are couples who thrive and it is possible. So like I, I'm passionate about that kind of stuff. Everybody mm -hmm. thriving in every aspect, you know, and it is possible. It's not just something you see on TV. <laughs> good, so. good. And, and that's true. Uh, real quick, I'll just comment on that. It, it's, we've kind of alluded to it already, but going back to marriage specifically is, is giving everything in the proper order or perhaps the divine order. Um, you know, we have an, a manufacturer, we have a creator who created us and he's set structure in place for us to follow. And a lot of times we want to color outside of the lines and, and do it our way. But when you do it your way, it, it doesn't work. We have to do it the way the 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 manufacturer set right, and uh, you know if I, here's a quick question. I, I have a cell phone here, uh, and you probably both have a cell phone. Have either of you read the instruction manual on how to operate it? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> we haven't. But the, haven't. the same is true. The same is true to the fact that we have a manufacturer, and he left us an instruction manual, right? And right. how many, how many people have read the instruction manual on how we are supposed to conduct our lives? And very few people do as a, as a practice. And, and so when we don't do that, we don't know what our purpose is, where we fit, what that structure should look like. And so we miss out on, uh, we try to figure out, well, why isn't this working? Well, because the pieces are, aren't in the right places. Mm -hmm. And we're not doing what we were supposed to do to make this thing work the way it's supposed to work. So hopefully that uh, was an extra bonus to help folks. Uh, get in con yes. contact with your creator. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Right? We're talking about God, just to be for clarity here. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, Jamal, uh, what about you? What are you passionate about? Can, I, can Before I answer that, can I comment on something you just said? You sure can. Yeah. One of the things you just said triggers something that I heard this morning. And I heard someone say, and, you know, this this person is has a coaching business and is a believer and talks about coaching from a key perspective. And he was saying something similar to what you just said, that a lot of people are looking for formulas and frameworks. He said, but your formula for success comes from ingredients and God has given you all the ingredients. You just have to put them together in the right way in order to get that result. And so just like what you were saying that, you know, we have these pieces 
you know, a lot of people are looking for the secret to success or how can I, you know, a lot of people dip into that manifestation or how can I do that? Or how can I 10x my business or 10x my life, 10x my marriage, you know, and do all of those things. The key is to look at the ingredients that that we have been given and to follow the manual on how to combine those ingredients in order to create the formula for success per se. Because what success mm-hmm. looks like for all of us should have certain things like, like Val was saying, thriving. The scripture says prospering and being in health and our soul mm-hmm. prospering. Prosper. That's right. the formula for success for everybody. Now, it may look differently. Like for some people, it's having a house on the beach. For other people, they want to be in the mountains. You know, for others, they want to do this. So however that looks like for you is is unique. But the form, but the basics, mm-hmm. the, some of the raw ingredients are the same. And we just mm-hmm. have to put them together and then really figure out. And once we put them together, we can find ourselves in alignment with our purposes and destiny and be okay with shifts that happen along the way in how seasons change in order to get us to where we're supposed to be ultimately. And so I I know you, I know you asked him a question, but can I piggyback off of that? You sure can. Um, Even when you, one thing, even when people use the ingredients as you guys have alluded to, it still may not come out the same as the other person. Cause I can, I can tell you firsthand, I've watched YouTube videos step-by-step how to make a cake, how to bake chicken and you do it and you get it out the oven or whatever. And it looks nothing like the person's tastes, nothing like the person, but you use the same ingredients. And so I think that's why a lot of people get hung up that if I do step one, step two, step three, then this should happen. And that's not necessarily the truth. Now, you should go ahead and use those ingredients, but allow God to do for you what needs to be done for you and not what he did for Tom and not what he did for Jamal and not what he did for Val, but what needs to be done. So you, we got our faith. We got our faith. We got our confession of faith. We are, we're not weary and well-doing. I mean, we can go down the list. Check, 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 check. But still, when you get up on Monday morning, it still may be, look totally different for you. And that's okay. And be okay mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. yeah. I, in, in my book, um, A Married Man's Handbook, when I said I do, I meant it. Um, in the book, I shared the, the little uh, clip uh, from the movie Hitch with mm-hmm. Will Smith, who's very popular in the news right now. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, I shared this little thing here where he was being the relationship guru, right? Connecting people. And and what we found out at the end of the movie, uh, teaser alert, um, or spoiler alert, that's the one, spoiler alert, um, at the end of the movie, we find that all he did was really connect the people. The other part was it's the quirkiness. It was the the differences in the people, uh, you know, in, in making that work. So, yes, uh, Jamal, you, you hit the nail on the head when you talked about, you know, being in, in the mountains or, uh, you know, on the, on, in the valley or wherever you end up or whatever you're into, as you uh, uh, alluded to, Valerie, in regards to, uh, you know, with d- different makeups, right? We, we have these different gift sets and, and things that's going to make us unique. And so this is the point I want to hit on is that sometimes we look at 
so-and-so's marriage and say, you know, why can't I be like them? Hmm. Well, because you need to be who God's created the both of you to be. Yes. That's right. Right? And, and not compare yourself to others. Because when we get in the comparison game, we, we try to compare with finances and, and lifestyles and, and all these things. And they, all they do is cause uh, uh, ungratefulness, right? Frustration, yes. Exactly. Frustration, that's a big one right there. And we get caught up on all these things and it just takes us, uh, knocks us off kilter. So, again, going back to that Hitch movie, right? The, the two of them found what makes them click. Right? right. But it, again, it goes back to having the right ingredients mm -hmm. and then putting the rest of it together, building on a sure foundation, so to speak. Right. All right, Jamal, we, we took all of your time, so you're going to have to. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Why don't you share with us what your passion is? My passion really is to see people walk out purpose and destiny. That mm -hmm. has always been my passion, and I, I don't think it's going anywhere. And whatever that looks like, you know, for them to really see them fulfill the call of God on their life, to feel destiny, but do it in a way where they truly experience heaven on earth and do it in a way where they truly can have it all. Because a lot of people pursue, they look at their purpose. Once I build my business to be a million dollar brand or once I get this house, they equate those things with the fulfillment of purpose and lose their family because they get so tunnel vision and some people say well i don't want that and so they have good relationships but don't have the abundance in terms of resources or the, the freedom that you know wealth brings or any of that and so i'm of the persuasion that to fulfill your purpose and destiny you can have it all because that's what jesus gave so i don't have to settle for one thing i can i can have multi-million dollars, then it doesn't have to have me. It doesn't have to have my identity, but I can have it. I can be a blessing to people and I can enjoy my family and run a billion dollar company all at the same time and look swole because I'm going to work out and eat good too. And so, <laughs> oh my God. And so all of that to me, you can fulfill your destiny and experience heaven on earth. And so that's really my passion is to see people do that, you know, walk that out. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Jamal, you, you've uh, shared with me uh, at a uh, at another time that you dealt with some things before uh, coming to Christ or before even getting married to Valerie. Can can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, um, Tom, I was raised in the new age from the time I was born up until I was about 17 years old. And so um, in that new age teaching, they taught from the Bible, but they you, they twisted um, the meanings of the scripture. And so they had us, we would pray to the founder of the organization, pray to his wife. They told us that um, we could only, they taught us how to do what was called scientific meditation where you had to use a glass of water and dip it seven times and put it on an altar and have candles and certain incense, you know, to commune with the spirits. And you, you could only do that at certain times because at other times of the day, they were for higher level spirits that you might not be able to control. 
Um, I went through what was called the School of Mediumship and Psychology, where I was taught how to communicate with familiar spirits and give uh, what we would call psychic readings and, and do all of those things. And when I was 17, I remember, you know how when people say, well, I remember the day and the time when I got saved. Well, I don't remember the time, but I definitely remember the day. And I don't remember the exact day, but I remember where I was. I was in Detroit and we were, it was a convention at their main building because they mimicked themselves and modeled um, the Baptist church. And so mm -hmm. they would have a service and mimic a church service and they would sing those traditional songs and take out the name Jesus and insert the mm -hmm. name of the founder. And so I really wasn't feeling, I just didn't feel, I wasn't, I just wasn't feeling it that day. And so I was outside and I was walking down the street and kind of like how Paul had described how, when he was on the road to Damascus, that's exactly what happened to me. I had, there was this bright light and I heard the audible voice of God. And he said, if what you believe is true, then why? And then I had an open vision of an event that happened. And then he said it again. Then I had an open vision of a separate event. And then the third time he said it, I had a, a, thir a third open vision of a totally separate event. And after that third time, I said, I guess what I believe isn't true. And from that moment on, I was like, God, you need to show me what's true. And so that started my journey with um, getting to know Christ and really coming to the point where I could accept Christ because I had been taught that Jesus was just a prophet, no different hmm. from the founder of that organization. And, you know, Jesus did miracles. This dude did miracles, too. And so it was that kind of thing. And so God took me through a process where I didn't go to church and I didn't go to that organization. And kind of like how Paul said he didn't confer with anybody but withdrew. That's what I did. I withdrew and I had daily encounters with God. And he and he taught me the scripture, told helped me to see what was twisted out of context and what wasn't. He told me and that's when he first confirmed the call of my life to to be a prophet, because he said, you're not a medium, you're a prophet, because that's what we were called at the time. And so um, there's a lot more detail, a lot of things that I experienced even after that journey where I saw demons manifest and mm. literally were attacking me physically. And people say, oh, you dreamed it. No, I didn't dream it. You know, like the scripture says in the body or out the body, I don't know. And that's how it was. But I know I felt it. And because when I woke up, I would have bruises from these mm. things hitting me and beating on me. And even and I was going through that even when I started going to Word of Life. And mm. what broke it is when um, we, they, we started teaching on the Believer's Authority. I don't know if you remember, it was one Sunday school and time. Pagan, I think. Mm -hmm. and, and Pastor Joy started teaching on the Believer's Authority from the Kenneth Hagen book. And the minute I got hold of that book and recognized who I am in Christ, the authority I had, that's when all of that demonic oppression stopped because I was hmm. able to take authority over it. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. But it's so what, much what a... more. I mean, I'm telling you, it's phenomenal because um, I walked through some of it with him, of course, because when he came to Word of Life, the same time he met you, basically the same time he met me. So, 
we all, you know, and so as like he was walking that out, <laughs> yeah, literally a couple weeks before. And so as he was walking that out, of course, things would happen on my end too. But I'm just saying, this is such a phenomenal story about the power and the grace of God, yeah. you know, so everybody should take a listen. Yeah. So do you have a recording of that or anything someplace? Yeah, I, I recently taught on um, how to dismantle or dismantling the new age spirit. And during that teaching, I shared I shared a lot of my testimony. And so if um, it's on the Heirs Covenant Church um, YouTube channel. So if they go there and they'll see the teaching I did or they can listen to the audio at um, heirscovenant.com and click on the tab that says teachings and they'll find it there as well. Well, thank you, uh, Valerie and Jamal. Y you have been a blessing today and it's been so good to catch up with the both of you and and uh, just flow through this podcast. And, and I'm sure we've shared some things today that's going to make a difference in the lives of the people who are listening. And uh, and if you've been blessed by that, we want to hear about it for sure. Um, you can reach out to me at Tom at realleadershipcompany.com um, or you can connect these guys. We're, we're going to put their description, uh, excuse me, their information in the description uh, of how you can contact them. But uh, the both of you, again, how can people contact the both of you? Uh, Jamal, start with you. Yeah, you can just go to jamalmaxim.org and connect with me there. There are links to my web, to um, my social media profiles, as well as you know, get on my email list and keep up with everything I'm doing. Awesome. And Valerie? Tranquilhottubs.com. T-R-A-N-Q-U-I-L hottubs.com. Do you have anything coming up that, that you need to let the public know about? Um, I'll be doing a grand opening sometime soon, I hope. <laughs> and I'll just keep you guys posted or just go to that uh, website that I gave you and just put your name, give me your information so I can uh, send you emails and keep you updated on our progress. Great. And that's especially in the Cincinnati area, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Awesome. And where would that be located? Can you share that right now? Or? Yeah. 4879 Princeton Road. It's Liberty Township, Ohio. 30 minutes north of Cincinnati and 30 minutes south of Dayton. Great. Great. And, and Jamal, what, do you have anything coming up soon? Yeah. On the 25th. Of, of this month of April at the time of our recording. Um, I'll be doing a five-day challenge called the EDU Igniters Challenge. And so you definitely want to connect with me to register for that. It's going to be streamed online um, on multiple platforms. And I'll be talking about the DNA of an, an igniter. How do you um, accelerate change in the school? And how do you overcome challenges of of igniting change in the school. And so um, it's for all of those who are in school leadership or aspire to be school leaders. So that challenge is running at the end of this month. Great, thank you. Thank you, I appreciate the both of you for taking the time out to be with me today. And, uh, and, and thank you, our listeners and viewers, for joining us along the, this road here that we've been on, this journey uh, on this podcast. And uh, if you have any questions for us, please reach out to us. Again, you can reach out to me at Tom at realleadershipcompany.com. Look forward to hearing from you. And uh, hey, go and visit uh, Valerie 
at uh, Tranquil Hot Tubs and and uh, connect with uh, Jamal at jamalmaxim.com and, and let's let's uh, support them and what they're doing and uh, see great things coming. And once again, thank you both for being a part of it. And thank you all for being a part and tuning in to Life, Love and Leadership.